This is episode 30 of Give Me a Chance, and it is your host speaking, Vittoria. Hi everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Give Me a Chance. This is already episode number 30, and 30 times I've been here listening to some fantastic stories. So let me get straight to the point for this episode. This week, Angel will tell how he got the chance to change his life after deciding to put his personality, his leadership skills and his enthusiasm at the service of others. The floor is all Angel's. Hi Angel, welcome to Give Me a Chance, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Vittoria, and obviously thank you very much for uh, listening to us today. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, the pleasure is all mine, Angel. I'm so glad that you have uh, um, wanted to talk to, to me today on my podcast, Give Me a Chance. And actually, I'm really looking forward to listening to your stories. Tell us something about you. Who are you? Who am I? Well, let me tell you what my mission is, which is going to sound a little bit boo-boo, but that's who I am. So I am a divine, unstoppable force that brings connection to the unconnected by uplifting their energy and empowering their awareness. That's who I am, okay? So and I think I've been doing this for my entire life in different setups, mostly in corporate America and since five years ago with my own consulting company and with my nonprofit in Latin America. Yeah. And if you want to share with us something that we can't just know by reading about you somewhere, what would you mm, say? That's a great question. So probably, probably you have to see me and to know me and probably you're not going to see this somewhere written is that I'm a very passionate guy that I tend to really change the energy of the people that is around me when I am with them. I'm fully into everything I do and I really enjoy living my life. When did you start noticing that uh, you had a passion for uh, these kind of things, but mostly that it was your talent to... Uh... That's a great question because we tend to think that we are born with something, but to be honest, I was really a late bloomer So I had to, I probably have to wait until I went to college to really say that I was really starting to feel myself and to be myself. In college, I I took the role of of being a member of an international association of exchange of engineering students. Yeah. And it was then when I got the role, eventually I became the president of that organization for my my, college. And it was then when I started to have a leadership role and I really, really started to enjoy, you know, having a leadership role and helping people and being around people. And I think that that was really the beginning of my journey. Was there an event that led you to think um, about about yourself as a guy that has a really full energy uh, when leading? Um, I went to college uh, to Barcelona, but I was born in another town, which was one hour away from that. And probably, although I have always adapted to everywhere I have lived in, in my life, it was a big change, right? Because before, you know, between living with my, probably with my parents and everything and going somewhere else, that was a big change. Also, I had to be by myself and I had to go to a large university. It was the, one of the largest universities in Barcelona. And uh, I really had to like adapt to all that situation, right? Hundreds of students in the same classroom, learning the same thing. And I went from a small, you know, high school, I, actually from, from kindergarten, literally from kindergarten up until 12th grade, I went to the same school. It was a male-only school, by the way. We only had girls at, at the 12th grade. 
So it was lots of many different changes and moving to another place, uh, moving to Barcelona with lots of people. People that were there already, that had been in that college already before me, that had been already for a few years, yeah. started to ask me for my help. And me starting to being, you know, uh, helping in those organizations and helping literally for for free just to just to help them. I mean, I have to tell you, I, I always more even in college, I was more interested in people, interested in doing things, in training, in in, in I mean, because I did a lot of things while I was in college, than than studying, you know, computer engineering. To be very honest, I actually. I didn't like computer engineering, but anyway, it was it was what I chose, so I finished it. You were um, very triggered by the fact that you were helping people, working with people. That was a trait of yours, right? Yes. How did you uh, make it bloom into your career later on? In the beginning, my first real job, well, my first job was when I was still at home. I was helping my dad with his company, but that's something else. But What was your first company? I was coding in basic programming language the inventory of a fish farm that he was the CEO for. Nice. Yeah, so that was my first job. And I was probably like in middle school and I was helping him with this, you know, programming language and it was writing code and things like that. But it's funny because I like computer engineering literally from middle school up until my first year in college. As soon as I started my degree in computer engineering, I realized, no, 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 no. This is not for me. So it was good to make money, but it wasn't good for me personally. I didn't feel like so excited to do it. And then I said, well, but we have to carry on, right? So let's let's keep going. And yeah. if, I, if I had not kept on going, I would have never become the president of that organization. Um, I have to say that always having to be ahead of myself, always having to do things that I wasn't comfortable doing. That was always one of the reasons why I had to like be over myself, be like be be, be something, no, no, not be some not be someone else, but just be myself genuinely all the time. Because you know, I remember very well when I was the president of that student organization, that I was very correct, very politically correct, you know, so nobody ever Like, you know, I, I was I was the leader of the organization, but I was very, very politically correct until there was one time. I remember that. I will never forget that moment. And actually, it's the first time ever I shared this moment. Oh, wow. And there was there was someone from another college that was literally trying to stab me in, on, on my back. And he was trying to get an alliance with other people to go against me, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And I just wasn't. I've never been good in politics, to be honest. So and when I realized that. And, and, and it was, I, you know, when I, I couldn't understand it anymore because for me, like the truth and being loyal is very important, is a very important value. So I exploded in front of everybody and I said, you stop, you know, saying this and this and this. We are here to work together. We are here to blah, blah, blah. And I remember that very moment. And I remember where I was, in which city I was. It was dark night and it was we were surrounded. We were literally like 50 people. And people said, Angel, what happened to you? What happened to you? And I said, hey, I mean, this is very important for me. And I, I don't want anybody to be working at, behind my back yeah. to do something which is which is not right. If you want to discuss this, you know, you know, in front of me and you want to talk about this and you want to set up some th- sort of agreement, let's do it. But don't do anything in my back. But so again, I think that we all have this energy inside of us, and we always have the choice 
to use it or not. But we tend to be very shy because we think that what are the other people going to think about us if we show our passion? So I'm really, I mean, it was so many years ago that I decided that that was never going to, you know, I, I was really never going to be concerned about this. When I was in corporate America, actually, mm -hmm. I have to say, there was my company started to grow and grow and grow. It was buy out. It was bought out by another larger company. So there was a lot of there was a lot of politics, and I hated those. I mean, I I don't like politics. I just like to be good in what I do and helping people and creating value for my clients, and that's it. And making a difference in my clients' lives every single day. So I I, I and what that's one of the reasons why actually I left corporate America. I just couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't get away with all the politics that were going on all the time. Yeah, I can imagine, but you did it for a very long time, or at least yes. a relatively long time. How did yes. you put up with the different forces within you? Focusing on what I really was, what I was really good in doing, and that was not acknowledged by me, it was acknowledged by the people I was serving, right? right? So if people were liking me to be around them, helping them achieve business objectives, right? I mean, you were telling that at a certain point, working in corporate America mm -hmm, mm -hmm. didn't satisfy you anymore. It, it sounds as if you didn't have any hope anymore that it would be your path. So how did that give you a change, a chance to change your life? And that's going back to, yeah, what is purpose in your life? Yes. And, and that's something I talk a lot about, which is, which is purpose, how to how to bring together your passion and your purpose, right? How to bring together your passion and your purpose. And that's something I found with my current job, uh, yeah. with my current like consulting business, but most importantly with my with my nonprofit organization. Um, and I have to say that, I mean, I believe myself, I believe myself that you can change your life in an instant if you want to, right? You just must want to do it. But... Uh, To be honest, I was in a position, I, I had like a lateral movement in the same company I was working with. So mm -hmm. I went from one of the business units to another business unit and the management was completely different. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like the way they were treating their partners, you know, the business partners. Yeah. So something very early on in my career, actually my first position ever in my career, I always told to myself, don't, you know, don't put up with things that are not aligned with your values. You know, don't, don't allow that to happen. I remember one boss I had one time that he was suggesting me to fake certain documents. So when that's happening, what should you do? You know, I mean, do you, do you still want to keep on having your nice paycheck at the end of the month or every other week, but put up with all those things which are not aligned with your values? It's up to you, I believe. Yeah, I believe that you have to have personal freedom no matter what. For me, freedom is extremely important. Yeah. And you have to be able to keep your freedom intact no matter what. Don't allow anybody to tell you that you did that because of a paycheck. That actually applied also for me when I had probably the only traumatic time in my life, which was when I, when I uh, had my, my first and only divorce in my life. It was in Spain. It was in 1997. It was really traumatic with me. But at the same time, when I was negotiating, you know, the terms of the divorce, I reached a point in which I said, it's not worth the money. It's not worth discussing about the piece of furniture or discussing about a certain, you know, how are we going to sell the house or how are we going to do this and that? It's, it's, it's not necessary. 
my personal peace of mind is much more important than one single penny. And and the correct thing in a certain point in time, 2016, what was it for you? Well, for me it was living living where I was. I mean, I mean, leave that corporate setup was starting my, you know, my business was trying to get help to start up my business, uh, starting to think about the nonprofit Wisdom for Kids. Yeah. Uh, those were those were all the things that I started to think about when I left corporate America. Yeah. I have to say that I made a lot of mistakes. And if I was able to go back to 2016, I would do so many different things, so many things differently. What's one, one, of, one of them? One of them is if not waiting so long to ask for help. The other one would be to invest money as soon as possible so that the ramp up period would have been shortened. Number three probably would be like to learn how to collaborate effectively with other people that were offering me some possibilities. And the fourth was literally ask for help, but not only to people, I mean, ask for help to everybody, everybody around me. So you asked for help, you received it. And how did you um, manage to give it back? to the people that were kind of needing it from you. I have phone calls just to help people out for free, just pro bono, yeah. literally. And just helping people with their businesses or with their lives. Yeah. That's who I am. You know, that's that's who I am. And the other thing is, obviously, with Wisdom for Kids, with our foundation, I'm the president yeah. and co-founder of Wisdom for Kids. We have helped uh, over 1,000 kids in Latin America become entrepreneurs using the local resources. That's so nice. that's another way. So I really think that we can do so much and so easily, bit so easily every single day to give back. I mean, if we don't, it's just because we don't want to. It's not because we don't, we cannot. It's just because we don't want to. You are uh, putting yourself up and help children. How, how do you manage to uh, make an impact on them? Well, obviously, I use my passion extensively. You know, they, they really have fun with me and with the rest of the team when we go to Latin America. They, they. I mean, we, we, we give. Um, basically, we deliver, you know, workshops, and those workshops are really full of energy. So we really do, and we give away a lot during those workshops that we do. And then our volunteers, the local volunteers, also do a lot of, you know, great stuff, great things with the, with the kids to make sure that they follow through, you know, their initiatives and their entrepreneurial adventures. Yeah. But it's it's a matter of being fully present. Just one last word about your foundation, which is quite yeah. admirable. You give a lot. What have they, the children taught you? This infinite possibility of the, this infinite potential of being authentic, of not caring about what the others think about you. Just be present and be yourself all the time. Every single time we go to a community, doesn't matter if it's a suburban community or a rural community or indigenous community, we always learn something from the kids. Angel, with this, thanks a lot for everything that you've shared with us today. The pleasure has been mine. If you don't mind, I would like to share my email address just in case people would like to reach out to me. Is that okay? Yeah, floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So it's very easy. It's angel, A-N-G-E-L, at angelrebo.com. Rebo is my last name. Uh, my company, I'm blessed to having a lot of uh, people supporting me. So if it's not me, someone else is going to answer the email. So thank you very much for, you know, the email. Thank you for listening to us today. And Vit, it's been a pleasure to be here with you today. Yeah, thank you, Angel. Thanks. 
This was Angel's story. As a passionate and energetic individual, Angel has always helped people around him and companies alike to thrive thanks to his leadership skills. But when it came to adapting to a new working environment and a new working style, uh, where his values were not really respected, Angel decided it was time to turn his life around and make a change. That's the reason why he decided to use his talents to serve other people and which led eventually to setting up Wisdom for Kids, his own non-profit organization. Angel is now helping children in South America having a chance at life. This was the end of this episode. Have you ever had the chance to change your life or do you know anybody who has? Please get in touch with us and leave a comment here below. And if you have enjoyed this episode, do not forget to like and subscribe to this channel and see you next time. Give me a chance, on your screen and in your ears.